Oh yeah, baby. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Contact Podcast. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I'm very excited about my guest. We have Mr. Justin. Is is, is your last name Smith? Yeah, it's an easy one. <laughs> because the yeah, well, yeah, that's what I thought. And then I asked you for your email, and it was uh, the last name was something. Oh, else? it was yeah. Hunter? I've had that man. I've had that ever since like the AOL days. Like I've had that for so yeah. long. Yeah. What's that about? Is that I, your middle name, Hunter? No, it has really nothing to do with it. It was more of a video game thing I was playing at the time, so uh-huh. I just <laughs> went with it. Okay. <laughs> I've just kept it ever since. So that's your yeah. alias? <laughs> okay. So what, you go by Hunter or Smith? <laughs> uh, I really go by about just, just about anything. A bit. <laughs> so um, a lot of you guys that are listening probably know this man. I'm sure, surely you know his page, um, his Instagram page. It's very encouraging. So I'll just go ahead and let you um, kind of talk about what you're trying to accomplish through your um, page and then also through your podcast. Awesome, Donovan. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah. I run a Instagram account for those who don't know called the be a, it's at be a man bam. Part of that's because be a man was already taken, so I uh, stuck on the bam just to really emphasize what I'm trying to do. Uh, just bam it in your face a little bit, then onomatopoeia. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, all I'm trying to do is trying to encourage men to be better men. With that account, I post. I try to be pretty consistent month to month about what I'm doing, but. It's mainly just things that will push men to just be better at what they're doing or just try to push them out of their comfort zones, I guess. Uh, I think we can get stuck in a rut a lot of times. And men in particular, I think, really need to be challenged and pushed. And I kind of think that's how God made us is that if if we're not challenged, then we get lazy. Uh, Proverbs talks a lot about the sluggard, and that's what we become if we don't get pushed and challenged. We need to be creative and work with our hands in some way and just try to you know get out of the mundane rut that culture has taught us to live in uh about and there's nothing wrong with sports there's nothing wrong with hobbies any of that stuff but if that's all we're about then there's something really wrong and we need to be pushed out of those things to be uh, better fathers be better husbands be better uh, sons grandsons you name it better friends everything we need to be yeah. pushed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. And and like I said, I was on your podcast. This is going to date. I don't even know when. Today's date is what? The 25th? Yeah. of uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure when this one's going to come out yet. But I was on yours a couple weeks ago. And it was really encouraging to me. And like I told you there, um, all the time, especially on Sundays, I see so many different guys that I follow post the men, lead your family to church today. Yes. So I think that's so good. Because that's that's so important for us as Christian men to be taking our kids to church, raising our kids the right way, and it's just I love what you're doing. So I'm very excited for this conversation today. I'm looking yeah, forward to it. I appreciate it. that. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it started as just kind of a personal hobby, journal, a challenge to myself, yeah. something I could leave for my son someday. They could look back or follow once they're old enough to do so. If Instagram's still a thing by then. Or they probably won't be into it by then, but you know how that goes. Social media. Yeah. Uh, But it's kind of grown into something a lot more, and I'm thoroughly – I kind of had to be pushed into podcasting a little bit or YouTube videos and that sort of thing because, I I mean, for so long, there's a lot of guys who are just like, no one wants to hear this. No one wants to see my face. No one wants to do any of this. But, you know, I'm finding that – you know, maybe no one does, but these kind of conversations we're having right now are super encouraging to me. And I personally yeah. need them because they challenge me. They keep me on my toes. And I think uh, we can have a much larger audience out there than what we ever thought possible. I mean, this this Absolutely. age that we're in now just gives us a gives us an opportunity just to reach a lot more people, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was reading just the other day in Daniel how – um, Dan, uh, I think it was Daniel chapter 10. I can't remember the, ver- the exact verse, but um, he was talking about how, you know, the man had appeared to Daniel with the vision. And he said, you know, the minute that you submitted yourself to Christ, he heard you, you know, the minute that you called upon God, he heard you and you humbled yourself. And so the, I think that's so big for like us as men to be humbling ourselves in a way too, where we can kind of expose our vulnerabilities because a lot of times as men, like you don't want to open up about certain things because you're like, who wants to hear that? But then the second that you do that, the second you humble yourself to God and you're like, I need to be open with things that I'm going through in my life. You find that so many people 
are going through the same things and going through the same struggles. And then that's the opportunity that you can either speak on something that you've been going through in your life or, you know, somebody else can tell you how they got through with it. You know what definitely. I mean? So yeah, it's, it's definitely very important. What yeah. You're doing. And I'm, man, I've been strategizing lately in particular, just how to, you know, keep, there, there's gotta be something that I can do more. You know what I mean? And it's just trying to just yeah. keep pushing that envelope a little bit and just seeing like, what's the next opportunity or what's the next open mm. kind of door that would be feasible. I mean, I have four kids, so I mean, I don't yeah. have a whole lot of extra time on my hands. However, I do think there's just, there's always something we can do more at and do better. So I'm starting to try to, you know, brainstorm with my wife and those and some other guys and just trying to figure out what are those other opportunities where we can have better influences and on other men that can both encourage us and we can hopefully encourage them. And, you know, maybe they're in the battle where I was three or four years ago and I can help right. them get a little further along. Like somebody helped me get a little further along. So it's like in Titus, it talks about the older men coming alongside the younger men. And we need more of that, I think. And this gives us a platform and an opportunity to do that in a very real way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you never know, and, and I've, I heard somebody say this a while back, and I, I use it a lot, but you never know who that one person that you might be reaching that you're saying, I don't know if this is worth it because I'm only influencing one person or I'm only reaching one person. You never know who that person going to grow up to be. You never know what the Lord has in store for them, and you could be the kind of like the catalyst behind you know, what kind of pushed them into saying, yeah, I want to go do something for the Lord, or I want to step up and be a better man like you're doing. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So. Um, I want to get into more of that in a minute, but before we do all that, I do something on here anytime I have a guest called the big three. And so the big three, it's just three random questions. And just to kind of get the ball rolling, um, they're, they're pretty, some of them are pretty silly, but we'll see, we'll see like what we can silly. do here. Um, so here we go. So question number one. So this is in front of a live sold out venue arena, whatever you want to call it. So would you rather have to perform a stand-up routine or a musical mm. performance? Man, that's hard. I can't sing very well, so that's probably out. <laughs> um, so some type of stand-up would probably be – I'm sure I could pull out some old Seinfeld joke and uh, just oh. – <laughs> I don't know. It would be tough because the, the first time – I feel like the very first time if I was forced to put be put in that position, I've heard about like fantasy football – like uh, leagues or whatever, making the last place guy have to go do stand up oh, yeah, yeah. for like an open mic yeah. or something. I, I would just imagine that the first joke that I stood up there, it would bomb. And then I would just be like, oh, God. you know what I mean? Even if it's five yeah. minutes, that feels like an eternity yeah. when you're standing up doing something like See, that. I'm not like, I'm not, I don't have like a super sense of humor, but I, I can do dry mm. humor. And that's like what I find funny is dry, real yeah. humor, yeah. but not, you know, yeah. Like, I can't just go up there and start telling jokes because, like, that's not me. Like, I can't do that. Like, yeah. like for so, like, comedy, like, routines and things, like, I never found them all that funny because they weren't, like, really? real to me. But you get up there yeah. and have and somebody stay, up yeah. there tell, like, a bunch of dry jokes. Those are hilarious to me because it's just you, realistic you, stuff that just, I don't know, just different. Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh, the comedian Nate Vargatze? Maybe. I don't know. He's from Nashville. Maybe. He's from Nashville. He's got some stuff on Netflix. I don't know how you feel about Netflix, but he's got some uh, stuff on Netflix that's pretty good. And he's kind of a drier sense of humor type guy, but he's he's hilarious. And he's a clean comedian. Yeah. So anybody out there that there's not a whole lot of no, clean comedians, not. but he's he's a guy that you can listen to. And you, you, it'd be OK if you had your kids, yeah. you know, in the room with you, because it's not something that's going to be. Yeah. Filthy, yeah. You know. Yeah. But I'd yeah, check so, it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. So uh, question number two, um, I know you're from Illinois. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do this out there, but have you ever had uh, cornbread and milk? See, I'm not. Like the cornbread in the milk. Oh, yeah. I have because, not because of Illinois. I'm from Indianapolis, but my grandparents were from Virginia. So like yeah. right on the Tennessee, Virginia kind of western border, yeah. Appalachian area. So they did that all the time. You know, she made cornbread all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I have. I have had cornbread and milk. Fan. And, oh, yeah, I like it. I, 
not as I never I'm heard not of big it. on milk much anymore, but when yeah. I was a kid, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It's milk is kind of one of those things. It's kind of like an afterthought too. You don't ever really think about it no. until you have like cookies or you know cake or pie or something. Where you're like, this is with some milk. But yeah, my, I never even heard of that until I got with my wife and her dad. He came in there in the living room one time and he was drinking or he had a spoon and he had the cornbread yeah. in the milk and was eating it like cereal. And I was like, man, that looks crazy. And then uh, my daughter, who is like, she's super picky. Like she, she doesn't, there's not a whole lot of things she'd eat. She got up there and sat and ate with him. And I was like, man, I, I can't believe that out of all things, you know, she, the kid won't eat a chicken yeah. nugget, but she'll eat a corn, you know, cornbread. Milk, but, yeah. We, okay. We, so. I mean, there's weird stuff like that everywhere. My, my wife's from like Northern Indiana. So almost to the Michigan border. And they always, with tomatoes, like, I would always salt mine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we always did. Right. They did sugar. Like, I, it's the really? weirdest. Like, I've tried it a few times, and I like sugar, but it's just uh, weird. So there's weird stuff yeah. like that everywhere you go. Like, it makes no sense. My, yeah, my, my wife's family, they put salt on watermelon. Yeah, yeah, we did that. That's Growing up. Yeah, I don't, some of this stuff, I'm like, this isn't fear factor, guys. Like, I don't know what we're trying to do here. <laughs> Um, okay. So question number three, what is one skill that you would like to learn? One skill I would like to learn. I would love mm-hmm. to get into blacksmithing. Uh, I hmm. like, Manly. I was big into welding and stuff like that in high school yeah. and almost went down that route, but, um, yeah. got away from it. But I was always big into metal and stuff like that. And I would, I love swords. I love you know, knives, all that yeah. sort of thing. I love Forge and Fire, that show. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. But that is one yeah. thing I would love to do someday. Like, I just think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Is that, is Forge and Fire, is that the one where they walk around with the knives they build and they're like cutting yeah. ropes yeah. up and yeah. shoestrings and cut. stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My, uh, I went over to my, I'm just talking about my in-laws back and all over the place here. We went over there to my in-laws um, one day. This was a couple of years ago. And I just seen, you know, they got the little pose. Some of them have like their hand on their hip, swinging the little knife. And I seen yeah. the guy. And I said, well, I, I thought it was a joke what he was watching for a minute. Because I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah. And uh, her, and my wife's like, don't make fun of it. That's, you know, my dad's, <laughs> one of my dad's favorite shows. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't need to get on his yeah. his bad yeah. side when he's over here watching shows like that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh so that's the big three just a little yeah, warm up fun. to get us to get the blood flowing a little bit so um you know i told you before we started recording a little while back when i should come on the show that one thing that i want to try to do is just kind of go off of one word and see where it takes sure. us i try to i feel like the lord has called me to start this podcast and so really what i try to do every single episode is just try to let the the spirit lead the best that it, that i can and the best that it can you know so i tried this one other time and it went to a completely different place <laughs> than what, you know, and if it does, then yeah. we'll go with it. So we're going to talk a little bit about leadership today. And so I figured you were good, a perfect person to have on because of what your page stands for, what you talk about in your podcast, what you, you know, everything that you're doing. So I guess just the first place I want to go is when you think of the word leadership, where does your brain immediately go to? First thing that comes to mind is sacrifice, um, humility, Mm. um, those types of words that go, but also courage, um, bravery. Um, you know, leadership is, I think a lot of the problems we see in our culture and society today are because we have a lot of bad leaders. And, um, I think you would agree with that. And a lot of people listening to this Uh, would agree with that because I mean, we see it every single day, you know, Someone lies, they don't accept the truth, or they don't want to believe the truth, they won't take responsibility for their actions, and it's just poor leadership. And it just keeps going round and round and round, and until someday, I don't even think people know they lie anymore, because they are so caught up into one lie after another lie after another lie that they have no idea what's going on in their own lives anymore and what's true and what's not. So they have to like build on a bigger lie more and more and more. And it, it's just a sign of just poor leadership. And I think the the man or, or woman uh, who takes on the responsibility and says, yeah, I messed up, that's the person who shows the type of humility 
that I want to follow and that I would want to yeah. see in a in a leader. I mean, it's rare. I mean, honestly, it's rare to see it. I mean, yeah. you don't hardly ever see it. I, I heard about a situation <clears throat> recently, and I'm trying to put my mind on where I heard it at, but I can't. And I can't remember the certain mm -hmm. situation, but they – they it was found out that they had messed something up and this person took full responsibility and said yeah that was our fault we're gonna make it right here you go and i'm like that's where where was that at like what just happened we don't see that anymore and that's just i mean leadership just comes down to those who are willing to take responsibility for their actions but that requires humility it requires humility that mm -hmm. you're not always right you're not always going to do the right thing. Sometimes you're wrong. And I think we have to go and we have to make mistakes in this life um, because that's where we really learn. I mean, it's always nice to have success after success after success. But at some point, we're going to have a screw up and we're going to have to learn from it. And it's really in those little valleys that we go through in life that we find that we learn from those mistakes and we become better leaders because of it. Because without those things, then, I mean, we can just ride high all the time, but we're never really learning. Uh, we're never re yeah. really learning how to take responsibility for our actions. So, I mean, yeah. those are, I mean, two things that really just pop in my mind when I think about leadership. But there's also courage. I mean, without courage to take a new step and maybe you'll fail. I mean, you read about guys like uh, Henry Ford. Uh, you read about the Wright brothers. You read about um, uh, who was Abraham Lincoln. You you read about um, Harry Truman, who failed in a lot of things, but they still had the courage to do something else. And look at the results. I mean, Ford failed several times before he got the Model T out. I mean, it's just there were several instances throughout history where men uh, – took on a challenge, failed, but then took on another challenge and realized, man, I can't stay here or else I, I'm going to die. You know, I, I've got to do something. I've got to make some kind of difference. And it's those guys that I think we really see and we really learn from and say they're examples for how to take courage in this life. And we've seen examples in the Bible as well. We, I mean, we see guys mess up. David messed up. Uh, I mean, he had some, but the, the key with David is, is that, you know, you compare David and Israel, Israel was messing up all throughout the old Testament after David with the other Kings, they're messing up, they're messing up. They're being confronted by these minor and major prophets. And what's Israel do? They do nothing. They just keep whining. They just keep, you know, pitching a fit, following and worshiping these false gods. But what did David do? David, when Nathan went to him and said, you are the man who messed up who sinned against God, what did David do? He fell, he repented, he turned back to God, he started following him again, and he took on even greater tasks after that. And I think for guys who are committed to leadership, who are committed to growing, it, it starts with learning from our mistakes, but then taking that next step in courage and embracing the new challenge that is before us. Because like we were saying at the beginning, if we don't challenge ourselves, we're going to grow complacent. We're going to grow lazy. We're going to become mm -hmm. sluggards. And honestly, we're not going to make a difference in anything. And we need to challenge yeah. ourselves to be better, to be better leaders. Like you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, that's good. I, two things about that is, which is when you were saying that it, to me brought to mind, like, how do you respond? Um, what is your response when you do fail? Because you look at people like, just for athlete, for, for example, Ronda Rousey, yeah. you know, all she did was up, 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 knocking everybody out, beating everybody. And then what happens the one second she gets knocked out? She retires, right? Yeah. She basically, did she have another fight after she lost? I don't think she I did. I don't know. If she did, she probably lost I don't, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's, yeah, it's like that. It's like, learn from your mistakes and say, okay, you know, obviously I'm not perfect. Obviously I'm not going to succeed at every single little thing in life, but like, am I just going to throw in the towel and give up or am I going to get back to it, figure out what it was that caused me to fail and then, you know, strap up my boots and, and get back after it. And I think another example too, is you look at um, literally, you know, Rocky Balboa, how he talks about, that's what, that's my favorite movie series, oh, yeah. the Rocky movies. 
And so, you know, in the, um, I think it's the sixth movie, how he talks about how life's going to beat you up, but it's how you respond, basically how you, yeah. how much you can take and keep moving forward. And you look at him in his personal life. I don't know how much you know about Sylvester Stallone, but like he didn't, whenever he wrote Rocky, I think he was like 30 or 31 years old. And when he went to go try to sell the script or whatever, they didn't want him to play Rocky. He didn't have any money at all. I believe he was like, li I could be wrong. I feel like he was like living out of his vehicle or something yeah. at that time so, or something along those lines. He didn't have a lot of money. And so basically he just took a gamble on himself. He's like, no, if you want this script, I'm playing Rocky. Huh. And um, so they, they put it, you know, and so just, I think having that tenacity um, is a big part of being a leader. And then also how you treat other people, because like, you know, we tell our kids every single day, right before we go to bed, we, we ask them, what are the two things that we need to remember to be? And it's to be kind and be a leader. And then we say with them, Second Timothy 2.24, it's the Lord's servant. And in the, the, the word servant, in that context, talking about a leader. So basically it's saying the, a Lord's leader is kind to everyone, not quarrelsome, I think it says in the verse, you know, but patient with other people. And so just understanding that not everyone has the same talents that you do. Not everybody can do the same things that you do, but just being patient and lifting them up alongside you and and because that's what a leader does is like lifting people up like you said earlier is not somebody that's selfish that's looking to build others up around him and or her you know but there's just such a lack of any of that right yeah. now there's just like you said there's no accountability yeah. at all it's just who am i gonna who am i gonna blame this yeah. on you know yeah it's i mean it's really sad i mean to see mm -hmm. because like there's very few people that i can look at and say these are leaders of our world right now or whatever, you know, of our, our country, whatever. There's very few that I can say to my kids, yeah, be more like that person, you know, or emulate this right. part of this person. There's, there's none of that right now. There's very few that I would say for any of them to do anything close to being like that. So, I mean, it, it just, it's a challenge for us and it's something that, I think part of it for me is that it's a wake-up call that I can't depend on any of those other people to be examples. I've mm -hmm. got to be that mm -hmm. example to them. I've got to be yeah. the one who they want to emulate and who they are already emulating to, to some degree. But I need to step up my game to make sure that I am being the person that I want them to be and even more so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's – like ultimately we are supposed to be emulating Jesus, right? And you look at his time on earth, the ministry that he had, you look at all the types of people that he had to follow him, like Simon the Zealot, if you know anything about zealots in the Bible, those were the type of people that they were, they were essentially kind of like a small group of terrorists yeah. in a sense, like radicals. And they would go after the people like the tax collectors and stuff like that. So just you look at the leadership of Jesus to where he could have a zealot, and a tax collector and they're not killing each other. They're not yeah. fighting. You know, obviously we see in scripture, they were kind of arguing back and forth about which one was the greatest from time to time. But you know, it's like for them, for him to like radiate that kind of leadership and show like, we all have one common goal. Like this is what we're doing. And then for, for his followers to be able to set down their differences, set them aside and say, you know, we're going to follow you. You know, that's, that's the type of, person that we want to be where we can have that kind of impact on people and i know like i said we tell our kids all the time be kind of be a leader and i remember a couple of years ago we were at a restaurant and you know kids they're loud and uh all my my uh siblings their kids were there too at this restaurant with us and it was like a family you know dinner type thing it was probably a birthday party or something and i remember one of my sister's kids was kind of running around being loud and um a couple of the other kids were running around and i told my my daughter, because my daughter is the oldest grandchild. Yeah. And I said, you know, you need to be the example right now. This is a time, you know, we talk about being a leader. This is a time for you to step up and tell, you know, you tell your cousins, hey, let's sit down and play, you know, whatever. And uh, I remember she, she looked at me and then she said, dad, I don't want to be a leader right now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I was just like, you know, it was, it was so sweet and innocent because it's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to do that right yeah. now. You know, we're having fun. But, you know, that's that's the thing about it. Being a leader is hard. Being a leader is it's so countercultural because it's like I just want to do what everybody else is doing. I just want to be free caring, just do what everybody else is doing, having fun, you know. But it's it's if we want to make a difference in this world and we want to be used for Christ, then we have to be different than the flow of 
what everybody else is doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think for the, if you want me to go down this route, I think for the Christian, there's a couple of key areas you have to really focus on uh, for mm-hmm. in your own leader, personal leadership. One of those is to be, when I say theologian, I don't mean like the Apostle Paul, right? I don't mean like some seminary professor out there, or, you know, the smartest guy to have ever lived when it comes to, you know, theology and all that kind of stuff. But I, I do think it means we need to know our Bibles because we can't yeah, be for sure. the leader God has called us to be unless we know what the Scripture teaches us how to be. That's and good. so we have to commit to that first. And the more we learn and we grow and and it's not just reading, it's and it's not just I don't want to say it's just applying. It's really there's several times that the, the scripture uses this word where it's like a cow chews on its cud in its mouth and he just chews it over. It's like a really hard, thick. You know when they overcook your steak at the whatever restaurant, you just gotta like. Rah, rah. Now it's in, you can't even go to a good steak restaurant no, now and get a decent can't. steak. It's sad. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean you're just anyway, chewing, you're chewing, you're chewing. You're like, man, this yep. is the most supposed to be like. I'm I'm a medium rare type person, but I'm like, but this is like beyond well done. You know, it's like you're just chewing. But yeah. that's like yeah, on tire. yeah. But that's the picture that several times in scripture it gives us how. Reading is fine, and we're supposed to do it, but it's really that constant meditating on that word that we have to commit to, because it's that constant, mm-hmm. like, in our minds, playing it over and over, and then we make applications from that, how, like, what does this scripture teach us about God? What does it teach us about mm-hmm. people? How does it uh, confront me and how I relate to God? And then how does it confront me and how I relate to other people? Like four easy questions I think we have to ask ourselves when we're chewing over any scripture. And there's going to be some type of application there. No matter what the scripture is, there's going to be something we can learn. Even Leviticus or something like that. The ones that people don't really like to read a whole lot. But I think we're missing some stuff from them personally. But uh, especially when it comes to some of those Old Testament laws. They were there for a reason, and they worked when they were applied uh, in the right way. And I think we could probably learn quite a few things today from that. But that's not the point what I'm talking about. But we've got to commit to just knowing the Word. Because the more we know it, the more we meditate on it, the more we apply it, the better leaders we will be. Because ultimately, we'll be more like Jesus, the perfect teacher, the perfect leader that there ever was. So, I mean, that's one thing we have to commit to. I do think there's a few other things, though. We we have to be people who are, um, I'd say, strategists because yeah. we have to look beyond today. Like, what is mm-hmm. the goal? Like, what is our plan mm-hmm. in a week? What is our plan in a year? Five years, 10 years, you know, I don't know if you really have to go too much beyond that, but even five years is seems like a long time right now when you're in the middle of family and that sort of thing. But I mean, you've got to have a plan for where you're going, where you're taking your family on. I mean, that's part of being a leader in the home. But yeah. I think another way is that we have to be, um, how do I want to put this, equippers, like we yeah. may know things, yeah, absolutely. but we need to be able to communicate and help others in those too. And I think that's a little bit what we're doing yeah. right now and what we're hoping to yeah. accomplish through our, our different podcasts and content and all that is better equip guys because we've been fed lies our whole life. I mean, we've been fed the American dream is not the American dream anymore. The American dream is now to get a handout, play games, watch shows, watch sports, you know, don't yeah. work. It's what it's whatever you want yeah. it to be. It's your truth. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we've been fed. And if we can better mm-hmm. equip guys, because it hit me maybe a year and a half ago, that there's a lot of guys that really don't know better. They, they have no yeah. idea that they should be doing these things because they were they either mm-hmm. didn't have a father 
or they had a horrible upbringing, educational system, or yeah. they just they got in the wrong crowd and now they don't know what to do with themselves. So now they're, they, they have no idea except for do whatever they were taught by this wrong crowd. And so they have no idea what being a leader, what being a man is really about. And if they look on TV as their guide, if oh they watch, gosh. you know, some sports player as their guide, and there's a few that, you know, I would be okay emu somebody emulating, but it's very few. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, just yeah, I can't think of five. No. And life, life is not like that. And that's part of the problem. We have so many issues that we have today anyways. But, and I think the other, one other one is we have to live with a, um, heavenly perspective, um, a missionary mm -hmm. perspective, an evangelistic uh, perspective. Like I always like to say, we have to look through the lens of Scripture to the end goal. And as Christians, as believers, and I know we're on the same page here, um, we live in this world even though we're not part of this world. Peter says we're sojourners. We're aliens. We're strangers. And our home really is in heaven, but we're not there yet. Now, we're going to be someday, mm -hmm. and I, who knows when that will be for us. But, I mean, we have to live here now, but our goal is to get as many people to that end goal as possible. So we want to live on mission, share the truth, share the gospel, share Jesus with others so that they can experience and see um, how a life lived for Jesus can look. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Because we can't expect guys in particular to live any different if they've not experienced the truths, the beauties, the richness, the teachings of the scripture. And I think is if they are committing themselves and when their eyes are freshly open, it's like that, you know, that veil that gets lifted and they finally see it's like the, the whatever was over their eyes gets gets washed off. They finally get to see that, whoa. There's something huge out here waiting that I had no idea about. And this is so much more fulfilling than whatever I was searching before. And I hear, you know, story after story after story of guys that that's happened to. I mean, I, I heard an awesome story the other night about a guy who just, his eyes were finally open to the beauties of the gospel and his life was changed. Now, he didn't know what to do. So a guy took yeah. him under his wing and he said, let me, let me walk this with you. And I say that often um, at our church is like, you know, you're not going to go through this alone. I would love yeah. to walk down this with you right alongside you on your spiritual journey, wherever it may take you, whatever it may be. Let me walk with you because I can be there and help you and guide you because maybe you can avoid some things that I went through or, you know. Let's let's do this together. That's that's what a leader is like, like a day to day Christian yeah. leader. That's what they're committed to in, in my perspective. And there's more, but those are just a few yeah. simple ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. And it, it is a very deep topic when we get into something like mm -hmm. this. And there's so much you could say. There's not enough time. We could go hours and hours and hours yeah. for a topic like this. But I, I love what you said about how we not only need to be in the scripture, but able to basically explain it to other people, I believe is what you said. Yeah. And I think that's so true because my pastor was talking about that. I was talking to him the other day about, I don't remember what it was, but he was saying how there's people that come up to him at church and they say, yeah, my kid can say all the books of the Bible. And he's like, okay, well, and he said, he's just thinking, you know, that's good, but do they know any verses that are in any of those yeah. books of the Bible that they're that they've memorized or do they know what any of those verses mean? And so I think not only that we are in the word, but I think not, and I've talked about it on my show before, not just blowing by it, not just checking it off the list. You know, I spent five minutes in my Bible today reading a chapter, but it's like actually trying to like spend that time praying to God before you read, like Lord reveal something to me through this because every single passage of scripture that's in the Bible, it was there for a reason and it can be applied for so many different situations in life. One thing that I've seen, especially this year, um, is, is, you know, the closer that you get to God, the more the enemy is trying to knock you off track. Definitely. And when you are in the word, you have, you know, a battle plan, you have 
um, what's the word I'm thinking of? You have examples in the Bible of people that have went through the same thing because like James put it, like Elijah was a, a average man, just like us, you know, Peter and John, they were common, uneducated men. So it says in yep. Acts 4.13. And so I think just coming to that realization, like these people in the Bible, yes, they were used in remarkable ways, but it's like, they were the same type of people that we are. So it's like us as parents, especially, I think we need to put more of an emphasis on trying to raise up a Peter and John versus a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan. Definitely. You know, there's nothing wrong with sports. Definitely. I love sports. I'm a huge basketball fan and I want my son to play basketball. My, my boys play basketball. I want my daughter to play sports, whatever. And, you know, play baseball, but it's like, that's, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. You know, we're here to try to point as many people as we can to Christ, you know, yeah. in, in our everyday living and being able to not only teach them scripture, but putting it into a way that they can understand it. So like yeah. me personally, whenever we um, go over verses with our kids, we try to um, explain every single verse, like this is what this means. Or we'll say, you know, why do we pray at night? Why do we read our Bible at night? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Because the thing about it is, especially with how things are on the world today, if you don't have those answers and they just grow up and they go out of the house and they see some goofball coming up to them saying, well, why do you believe that? And they're like, Oh crap. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe this doesn't make any sense. Maybe my parents were just try, you know, being bossy or being, yeah. you know, this or that, just trying to tell me what to do, making too many rules, but it's like giving them a reason behind, you know, like what we're trying to accomplish here, because there, like you said, there is an end game. There's an end goal. It's not just, yeah. you know, we go to church just because we're trying to be good people or whatever, or, you know, it's, it's trying to live intentionally. That's, you know, man, that's real. That's good. Uh, and I think like people don't see it and I wish they did more like yeah. everything I'm doing, like in our community here and we're a small, I'm in a small rural town. I mean, thousand people, yeah. maybe that's where it starts. Yeah. And I mean, the things I do in the community, it, like people don't know this, even though I'll tell them if they ask, I'm doing it with an intention. I'm doing it to mm -hmm. like, I run our little league program here, baseball and softball program. And the only reason, well, there's two reasons. One, I like it, you know, and I like doing that stuff right. with my kids. But the other thing is, <laughs> oh, yeah. is that is one avenue I can build a relationship because we homeschool our kids. So we don't have that interaction yep. with other parents at school. But mm -hmm. on the ball diamond, I get tons. I meet every young parent in this town every week for three months or four months in the spring and summer. You know what I mean? There's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. We must live on mission, if you will. Like, there has to be an intentionality because if we're going to, and people like, man, I'm getting off on a high, like a side thing here, but like, we make evangelism way too complicated. Like, it's not Absolutely. some program, and there's ones that are good. I think there's ones that can prepare you for questions and things like that. There's one called the three circles that I really enjoy, but like, it's really as much as just building relationships, letting people get comfortable with you and letting them see that you're a real person. Like I'm competitive. I'm yeah. out there. I'm coaching. I never lose it. Even though there's times inside I am, but I, I don't let that come out because they're, I mean, I've got my five-year-old playing out there. She's in T-ball. Who cares? I've been hit. I, I can't tell you how many times I got hit with a ball or bat. I thought I broke my finger one time. This kid, he's getting ready to oh swing my gosh. and hit another. I had a lot of T-ballers. And he's getting ready to swing his bat, and he didn't see the other kid there. So I just reached my hand way down, to, and I grabbed the bat. But I'm telling you, I thought he broke my finger because he hit so hard. One kid, he hit me right in the back of the head with the ball. I mean, oh it's gosh. just, you know, but – it's just part of it. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not whining. I'm not. I may make them run a little bit, but you know, when we're all said and done, yeah, but, yeah, make them yeah. run some laps. Like, I'm competitive. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I do not like to lose. My my oldest sons. We were in a championship game for his league, and we got cheated out of some things, but and some bad plays, bad calls, whatever. But who cares? He's nine years old. I mean, we just had fun doing it. I like to win, but who cares? The real intention is that yeah. I'm over there. Those parents are watching me, like, play with their kids, have fun with their kids, you know, pour in some leadership principles into their kids, even when they don't like me for it. 
And I get to build yeah. a relationship with them because of that. And, you know, yeah. I wish more people just viewed it as sharing Jesus is just as simple as being where you are. You're in a unique position every day that other people don't get to Absolutely. be. And you have an opportunity yeah. to reach other people that I'm not going to get to reach. Your neighbor may not get to reach. Mm-hmm. But God has put you there to build that relationship in, in the hopes of being able to share some truths about Jesus with that person. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, man. I heard, um, I, I'm a big Christian rap fan yeah. and there's this rapper named YB. And at the end of his last album, he basically said, um, I'm going to butcher what he said here, but basically along the lines of if we truly believe that God made each one of us unique and there's only going to be one of us, why would we hold the world back or our community back or the people around us back from a blessing that we could have given them that only we could provide because God gave you specifically that one talent, that one skill set. You know, like Paul says, like we're all one body in Christ. You know, some of the hands, some of the feet, some of the leg, whatever the case may be. But it's like, don't whine and complain about what you don't have. Use the talents and the abilities that you do have, and and just get after it. Because when it when it all comes down to it, and one thing that really um, kind of I, I knew about it, but kind of like it became real to me was really at the beginning of this year, um, I just really came to that realization, like, dang, I have, like, I'm not, we have a house, you know, like we have two cars that are paid for, you know, I have four beautiful children, there's nothing wrong with them, you know, they have an attitude sometimes, but, you know, they don't have anything physically wrong with them, and it's like, dang, all this stuff that I have been given to steward, like, when it comes down to it, and I'm standing before God, he's going to ask me, what did you do with what I have given you? Right. And so it's like, how am I going to answer that when it comes to that time? So it's like that was really kind of like a wake up call to me. It's like there's a lot of things that I need to do differently. I need to watch my temper because how many times I mean, I can I can speak for myself, but like, am I in the car and my son's in the back seat and somebody cuts me off? I'm like, look at this idiot. You know what I mean? And then, you know, and then you'll see him a couple days later and something will happen like that. And he'll be like, look at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, they hear everything and they know. So it's like you got to be careful with every single thing you say as a parent. And then also take that a step further into your community, because all it takes, especially if somebody hears that you are a Christian, they're looking for times for you to fail. They're looking to see, you know, if if so and so is having a bad day. Um, how do they respond to that? Because then whenever you try to go to them with the gospel, it's like, why should I even believe in what you're talking about when you were yeah. cussing about so-and-so yesterday or you were mad about whatever? Yeah. So it's like just understanding, too, that one word, one action, one response to something that you didn't like can completely change your testimony in somebody's eyes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just living with purpose, living on mission. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... It's not to better me, it's to better him. I mean, that's our purpose. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Like, and because sometimes I think it can come across like this is just all about bettering ourselves, but it's really not. Like, what we're doing is to be better for him, and that's. Yeah. I mean, look, as Isaiah sixty four six says, even our good deeds are as filthy rags. So it's like when you think about stuff like that, it's like, like, like right now this conversation would have never happened had we not both been obedient to what we felt like the Lord had placed on our heart to do. And so it's like, when you look at it and you, you say those words, but it's like understanding that it's because he placed it on our heart to do. It's nothing that we did on our own. Like we're not good enough to have thought of this on our own. You know what I'm saying? It's all because of him. And it's like, just coming to that realization that everything in life, it's like it says in the word, like every good and perfect gift is from above. So it's like, just understanding that that it's all about him, like you said, everything that we're doing, it is it is just a point back to him. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, and it just it gives you something to live for. It gives you a mission to live mm-hmm. for, and it just because it's never done, you're never over it. There's always some new adventure, some new task, some new battle you're gonna face, and it's just. It's just daily living with that type of mentality. And I mean, that's where leadership comes in and tie it back to leadership. That's where it's all about is if you're going to be a leader, then you're going to do these things that point you and give you more of those opportunities 
to share Christ with others. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing too, I wanted to mention this a second ago when you went, when you were talking about um, like kind of being competitive and being aggressive, I think we see so much, even I, it kind of gets on my nerves a little bit, even with like upwards in church because they don't have, they don't keep school. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand that because there's nothing wrong with competition. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff, but it's just, I mean, even you look in the Bible, I think it's Genesis. I want to say it's 1818 where um, God basically tells Abraham, like, I forget the exact words, but it was, it, it's something along the lines of like great, uh, great, not great nation, but it was something like that. But anyway, basically saying like Abraham, like you're going to be great. And it's like, God has no problem with greatness. So like, I think even sometimes if I say like, I want the show to be great, you know, like I've, it, there's, even when I say it, it kind of feels weird to say, but it's like to understand that God doesn't have a problem with greatness. God doesn't have a problem with us striving after, after greatness, yeah. you know, he wants us to do that. But as long as we have that understanding that yes, what we're trying to strive after can be great, but it's like understanding that it's under his dominion and rule ultimately, yeah. you know, it's not of our own accord. It's because of him, you know, yeah. and, and just keeping those things in mind, keeping, you know, the proper perspective on things. Yeah. Yeah. We always, we don't do upward anymore, but we always just kept score anyway. <laughs> Because every parent so we, is keeping yeah, score. We, and every kid yes, is keeping score. When, <laughs> I remember I would go over to my dad whenever I played. I'm like, how many points do I got? Because he would sit over there with a notebook. And, you know, yeah. he's writing down how many points I got or writing down the score. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was I, – I never I never understood that. Why would you yeah. – why are we playing if there's not a winner and a loser? You know, what's the point? <laughs> you know? Sportsmanship. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, all we always yeah, whatever. Were all right, All right, coach. <laughs> All right, yeah. coach. Is that what you teach your kids? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a you don't earn it, you don't deserve it type coach person. With my own kids, yeah. I'm a little looser with other kids because they're not mine. Yeah, that's their parents' job. But yeah, you kind of got to be. That's one thing I learned in in my kids playing soccer last year is like I feel bad for some of these coaches because, like you said, there's there is a lack of accountability at home. Yeah. And so you get these kids out here and they're just crying and whining the whole time. And you see their parents, some of them having to literally stand out there on the, you know, on yeah. the field with them. And I'm like, Dude. what is this? And it, and it like, I'm, I know my son at that time, he was two. Yeah. And he, you could tell he was kind of like looking around and I'm like, this is setting such a bad example <laughs> for him. Like, you know, I'm like, come on, somebody, we got a five-year-old yeah. over here. Come on, step up. But yeah, I think, um, Dude. Another thing about leadership too, and just anything in your prayer life in general is like, be careful what you pray for. Be careful because like for me personally, like I've been praying um, for the Lord to give me more patience. He definitely will. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. If you, the second that you asked for that, I, I did a story on my Instagram today because it's like, it's, I can't believe it's only Tuesday. It feels like it should yeah. be Thursday or Friday. It's, it's just been these last two days and I've had some stuff going on at work that'll continue to happen the rest of this week, but it's just like, and the kids have been acting more psychotic yeah. than ever before. So it's like understanding too. okay. You know, I see what you're doing, Lord. You're, you're you've uh -huh. answered my prayer here, but yeah, really understanding that too. And, and situations where you can ask God to put you into positions where you can preach the gospel or you, to, you can be an encouragement to somebody. He's going to put those type of situations in your life and like, be ready for them because the second that you ask, he's going to produce. Because just like what I'm saying for this week, I'm sure you got stories about that. I remember yep. a couple months ago, that actually it was probably last year, um, I was praying that the Lord would use me more just in my day-to-day -day life. And literally that day, it was like the first day I started praying for it. Um, I go into this gas station and I always just say, you know, how you doing? You know, put my stuff up there or whatever. And the girl's like, uh, you know, I could be better. Um, my dad passed away oh, last, you know, yeah. yesterday. And I'm thinking, she said, no, she said it was my first day back because um, my dad passed away last week. And today's my first day back at work. So it's been a rough yep. day. And I was like, holy crap. So in that moment, it just hit me like, okay, here you yeah. go. Like you asked for it. What are you going to do yeah. now with it? And there's people behind me in line. And I'm like, okay, Lord, give me boldness right now in this moment. I'm like, do you care if I pray with you real quick just for peace and comfort? And uh, so then right there in the gas station, we said a, a prayer real quick, but it was just cool. like, oh gosh. And, you know, in that moment, you know, I'm sure my voice was shaking and I was yeah. sweating and probably looking crazy, but I was like, yeah. okay, you know, I'm, I'm 
going to try to be like Peter and step out of the yeah. boat. Like, you know, you've called me to do something. And God opened the but door. Just... You take advantage, you know? Yeah. 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 I think there's probably more yeah. of those so, than what we ever give credit for or take advantage of. But... Yeah. So many. Yeah. And, and that goes back to that being intentional, like being intentional, not just with the way that you raise your kids and present yourself to other people, but being intentional in like realizing the moments that God does work in your life because he is at work so much. And that's one thing that he's placed on my heart just in, in the last couple of weeks since my daughter has been born. It's just like how really selfish that I actually am because I ask for, you know, I'll pray to God for specific things or I'll ask for this or, or ask for that. And then it's like, why am I not thanking you for bringing me to where I'm at right now? Why am I not thanking you for putting me in the position that I'm at right now? Why am I just saying I want more more more? How about thank you for where I am in this moment? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. yeah. It, it's just trying to be intentional in every single situation in life because you don't want to overlook those blessings that he has given you constantly. Definitely. You know, it's just all the time. And, and it's just, it's put me in a place where I'm just trying to, as soon as I wake up in the morning, you know, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for yeah another breath. Thank you that I have ac activity to my limbs. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just trying to be thankful for, you know, and that, that will um, have its role in leadership as well. Definitely. You know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're yeah. not alone. You're not alone. There's a lot of us and, and, doing the same thing. Yeah. 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 And I think that's big too that, um, and I guess that's where we'll leave it, but it's just like, if you're out there and you're going through something like this, just know that you're not, you're not alone. There's so many people going through the same battles. That's where the enemy wants to get you. He wants to get you in a place of feeling like you're alone. So then that way you can stay in a cycle of endless, you know, guilt or shame or whatever the case may be, sin cycle, just to try to keep you in that place. So you cannot be used, you know, for your ultimate purpose. And it's, it's, so simple, and, and I read it in Levi Lusko's book, um, I Declare War, where he says um, the the complexity is in the simplicity. Yeah, that's good. You know, we over-spiritualize things so much in our lives, and we try to chase after, you know, the biggest whatever, you know, yeah. the biggest level you can get to. But it's like, do what you can do at whatever level you're at, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's why, yeah. man, I like weightlifting quite a bit and you know, yeah. do a, a lot of it and yeah i heard your episode the other day with uh what was it uh masculine christianity yeah, muscular yeah yeah that guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. cool yeah that was a good yeah, episode he's pretty cool i just that was a good one yeah if someone listening mm -hmm. hasn't watched that one go watch it because i uh i sent it to a bunch of my youth group kids because they i have a lot that are football players basketball they lift mm -hmm. a lot and stuff i'm like he just does a good job of just connecting the two like faith and fitness and it's just the two can go hand in hand and i think you know it's not the big lifts your squats your deadlifts your bench press those types of things are really fun when you build them up and you get really higher and higher weights but it's really the smaller in between days where you're working on you know more mm -hmm. reps lighter weights getting those muscles more firm, established, ready to handle that bigger weight. That's where the real strength starts coming from as you start building mm. up to those bigger weights. And that's just like life. Like it, it's the small moments that we have to take advantage of to see the, the, the awesome results that are going to be on the other side. And if we are willing to take those small steps and put in that small work and it's going to require, I don't want to sugarcoat it, it will require some sacrifice. I'm sure that lady you were talking Absolutely. to, you had somewhere to be, you had something to do. I'm sure there's somewhere you could have gone or done instead. And you've got all these people. Fear of man is a real yeah. thing. And, and you know, but it's just a little thing that I'm sure made a huge difference. And you'll probably never know what difference that made yeah. in that person's life. But I'm sure she'll remember it the rest of her life. You know what I mean? And who knows what will come with that. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's just, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, it's good. That's good, man. That's a great way to equate it because it's not the Instagram post. It's not yeah. the, the Instagram stories that make the biggest difference. It's what you're doing, you know, in the meantime and in your quiet time and the moments where you're trying to build yourself up, you know, getting closer to God, because it's, it's, there's so much now of, I want attention. I want, 
me, 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 everybody look at me. Um, but you know, going back to being a leader, like a leader is somebody that is selfless, somebody that is pointing people to God, trying to be a positive influence on people, but you know, like behind the scenes, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's, that's good. Do you have any, maybe like a life verse or final, final word of encouragement that you'd like to give? Um, I would, I, if I had to sum up, you know, we've been talking about leadership, living on purpose, all those things. There's probably a lot of guys listening right now who will hear all this and say, that sounds good, but you don't know my history. You don't know my background. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how I am. All those different things. I struggle with this. I struggle with that. Quite simply, you got to get over it. I mean, you have to realize that God didn't say, do it only if you are like this person or like that person or if you have these qualities or not. Like he called Moses, and Moses obviously had some kind of speech impediment. We don't know exactly what it was, but he had something. Uh, And God still called that man. And there were others in the Bible in the New Testament, too, that God called. That you could say, what in the world was he doing with that person? That is not the person I would have chosen, right? But I mean, look at look at Paul. Yeah, yeah. he Paul, had Christians yeah, killed. Yeah, anyway, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. He had Christians killed before yeah. God saved him. But and then also you see, and I can't remember where it was in the New Testament where you see he's basically people are questioning him because when he shows up, they're like, "This is the dude that's been writing to us." Yeah. You know, apparently he wasn't good to look at. I've looked up kind of like what some scholars believe that Paul looked like. And he was like short, had a unibrow. And you look at some of the times that throughout his life, like he was stoned um, several times. Right. And so, and you think there's, I can't remember the exact pastor scripture. I wish I had it, but where he shows up and he basically says like, I was almost disgusting for the people to look at because of the state that I was in. So like some people say like, they feel like Paul could have had like part of his head dented in even because he had been stoned, you know? So, I mean, who, who knows? So it's like, Anyway, no, I'm sorry. You're, go, you're go, exactly go. right. Didn't mean to cut no, you off. You're exactly right because that hits exactly what I'm talking about. Like, don't let those perceived hindrances, those perceived, I mean, things that we just make excuses for in your life, hinder you from doing what God has called you to do. Take a step. Mm. Uh, take a step on faith. Reach out to you or I. I mean, we're easy to get a hold of, especially on Instagram. Um, and just Mm -hmm. shoot us a message. We'd love to talk through you. I mean, how to do that, how to, you know, take just a few steps a week, just a few steps a day that you can just live more intentionally for him because there's going to be a battle. There's going to be a war. It's not always going to be easy. We all struggle with some type of temptation, whatever it is. So that's always going to be right there that we're battling against as well. There's other pressures that we have work or whatever, but we have to live on mission. And for me, Psalm 34, eight is one of my favorite verses of all time. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Right. And that's really, I remind myself of that verse because it is tasting and seeing the Lord is good because he always is. And he's going to be there right beside you every step of the way leading you, guiding you, you just have to trust. Which goes back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, I, I mean, we have yeah. to trust because he will make our step, our, our paths straight. And if we trust mm. him, then he will establish our ways, which he's already doing. He's sovereign over all. We know that. But we have to trust. And as we see him trusting, as we see him opening up those doors, and we get to see some fruits of that, we get to really see that he is good. We get to taste of that. and You know, it, it's just cool when we get to see some of the fruits of our labor because oftentimes we don't. But it is cool when we do get to. And I just, I want to challenge you guys. Don't get discouraged. Don't get, you know, complacent. Like, keep pressing on. Keep going forward. Persevere. That's the word I'm looking for. Persevere to the end because... You do not know what God is going to do with your life. And he does have a mission. He does have a purpose. You just have to take that first step. So do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Man. Yeah. We'll, we'll end it right there. You want to tell the people where to find you at Instagram and everything like yeah, that? Yeah. Um, at B man, bam. 
there's little underscores between each word there but you can go look me up there um there's a link tree link with all my my stuff on there i've got a little devotional thing that they can go pick up it's free it's just a pdf download if they want you know awesome. some of these things we've been talking about it deals with some of those more but then there's just some other links to my podcast my youtube whatever um that they can check out as well so um go look me up hit me a message if you want to i'd love to talk love to interact it's a lot of fun absolutely yeah, so go give him a follow on Instagram. Um, go uh, subscribe to his YouTube, all that stuff. Be a man. Yeah. Um, it's a great thing what you're doing, and so just just keep after it. I know you're not going to stop, but I know that the enemy is no. is constantly trying to get after, especially when um, men get together and they're trying to do something for the Lord. You know, the enemy doesn't want that to happen. So, Definitely. you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Stay encouraged, and um, yeah, it's a really great thing you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate you, Donovan. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a privilege. I love yes, talking about this stuff, so it's a lot of fun for me. And uh, I appreciate all you're doing. And you too, don't give up. Keep going. Yes, I sir. think it's making a difference. I really do. Yes, sir. Yep. Like, like I always say, anytime somebody says something to me like that, it's like Paul tells us in the Word, like necessity is laid upon us. Woe to us if we are not preaching the gospel. So right. um, that's to a word to everybody out there. Like, get after it, you know. That's right. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. You know, you're not promised anything, so get after it right now. So uh, thank you so much, Justin, for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Lord willing, we'll be back at the same time next week. Have a great week, guys. God bless.